Hello, and welcome to Theoretically Speaking, looking at the stories behind some of the biggest ideas throughout the history of mathematics. We've all heard of the apple falling on Newton's head, but how about discovering irrational numbers, the acceptance of zero, and differently sized infinities? We'll explore all that and more on Theoretically Speaking. This episode, we'll be discussing a French philosopher by the name of René Descartes. We'll discuss what led him to inventing what is now known as the Cartesian coordinate system, how it plays a surprisingly impactful role in our everyday lives, and some of his many other contributions to philosophy. But first, let's talk about the Cartesian coordinate system. René Descartes was born in La Haye en Touraine in 1596, a small French town which has since been renamed to Descartes in commemoration of his achievements. His mother died very shortly after he was born. He moved and was raised by members of his extended family. Due to some additional familial complications, René was sent away to the Jesuit college at La Fleche around the age of eight. There, he studied a wide variety of subjects like mathematics, acting, metaphysics, even fencing and military engineering. It is believed that this is where he discovered the Cartesian coordinate system, and the story goes as follows. While at school, René suffered from a number of health problems. What exactly ailed him, nobody knows for sure, but it's known that this left him bedridden late into the morning. He pretty much missed all of his morning classes because of this, but he was still somehow able to keep up with them. As you can imagine, this gave him a lot of extra time to think. It was here that one day it said he saw a fly crawling on the ceiling above him. Watching the fly, he began to theorize ways to describe its position on the ceiling. He did this by describing the fly's distance from each wall. Imagine a corner of the ceiling where two walls meet is a point called the origin, although the origin could be any point on the ceiling. If you assign the fly some horizontal distance from one of the walls, and some vertical distance from the other wall, you can describe the fly's position anywhere on the ceiling. This was the basis for the Cartesian coordinate system. René cleared up some of the jargon, calling the vertical axis the y-axis, and the horizontal axis the x-axis. He then extended these into the negative directions, and labeled each of the subsequent quadrants 1 through 4, starting at the quadrant made up of the positive x and y directions, and moving counterclockwise through the other three. Thus, the two-dimensional, four-quadrant Cartesian coordinate system that we all know and love. Quick aside, you may wonder why René chose X and Y to label his axes. X has long been used in algebra to represent some variable in an equation, and the story behind that could be an episode on its own. To pique your interest, it involves Middle Eastern mathematicians and some bad Spanish translations. As for Y, representing the vertical axis, René likely chose it just because it conveniently came after X in the Latin alphabet. There really isn't any known history as to that decision. Anyway, let's talk more about how the Cartesian coordinate system is still making an impact even today. This system is so important because it made the first real connection between geometry and algebra, which allowed for more innovations like the invention of calculus. Additionally, 
Every modern coordinate system is based on the Cartesian coordinate system, and there's a lot. There are more popular coordinate systems like polar, cylindrical, and spherical coordinate systems, while the more obscure include Plucher, canonical, trilinear, orthogonal, and many more. There are even coordinate systems that use complex numbers on the y-axis as opposed to just the real numbers, and these are all used in higher level, more complex mathematics. But the applications of the Cartesian coordinate system really are endless. In terms of the system itself, it's used in physics, graphic design, astronomy, automated manufacturing, really anything that requires geometry. Think of NASA or SpaceX, when they have to track rockets as they're launched or while they're in orbit. Organizations like these have to use a three-dimensional coordinate system. They use Rene's two-dimensional system, but because they're tracking objects in three dimensions, they have to include a third axis, which is called the z-axis. This axis is perpendicular to both the x and y axes. You can also apply this system to graphic design. Think of how you started listening to this podcast, for example. Whether you're listening on a phone or a laptop, you have to sign into whatever you're using, open an app, find this podcast on that app, and then start playing it. Every screen you saw as you were queuing up this podcast used a coordinate system to place pixels on your screen, building the user interface. Lastly, think about the assembly line that built your car. The frame of your car in an assembly plant exists somewhere within a 3D space. The robotic arms that put it together need to be able to locate your car as it's being built, and then accurately move around it to put components together. All of these utilize the Cartesian coordinate system. On top of that, being able to graph or visualize functions on the coordinate system is incredibly helpful for things like marketing. When you can manipulate the scale of the coordinate system, you can make certain sets of data look better or worse, depending on what message you're trying to convey. Take, for example, the COVID-19 pandemic. A certain organization may manipulate a graph so that it's misleading, perhaps making the situation in a region seem less or more severe, depending on that organization's goals. An organization focusing on the mental health of children may make the situation look less severe to help kids get back to school so that they can socialize. An organization responsible for the safety of residents in long-term care homes, however, may make the situation look more severe to ensure an adequate level of caution is being upheld to keep the residents safe. Then, when we expand the applications of the system all the way to something like calculus, this is used in almost every facet of physics and is also used in economics, medicine, chemistry, and a slew of other disciplines. You may be trying to monitor the success of a product as you try to maximize the profit from it, or you could predict the rates of chemical reactions in different medications. The Cartesian coordinate system is clearly an incredible concept, but it wasn't Rene's only notable achievement. Rene is generally considered the founder of modern Western philosophy. He had incredible insights into rationalism, fundamentalism, and mind-body dualism. Some of his most revered philosophical statements include his famous, I think, therefore I am. This proved the existence of the mind and set the foundation for certain knowledge in the presence of extreme doubt. While this may seem trivial, in philosophy, where everything is criticized in one way or another, it would lead to our current understanding of the field. In a book of his titled Discourse on the Method, kind of wordy I know, he also wrote a series of philosophical rules, one of the most famous being, the first was never to accept anything for true, which I did not clearly know to be such.
This meant that in considering facts and statements, he would ignore precipitancy and prejudice and consider only concrete knowledge, irrespective of any possible outside influences. These philosophical works were, while perhaps not quite as impactful as, say, his invention of analytic geometry, still major achievements that have shaped history throughout the last almost 400 years. All in all, René Descartes was clearly an amazing mathematician and philosopher who laid the groundwork for many of the modern theories and ideas we now appreciate especially through his work in inventing the Cartesian coordinate system. That's it for this episode. All the music you heard was courtesy of Anchor, Spotify's fantastic podcast recording software that makes these episodes possible. Thanks for listening to Theoretically Speaking, and I'll see you next time.